Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Taz, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. Again, live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We've been holding this thing down with me for 13 whole years. B. Austin in the building, Jimmy the Blueprint. Yo, it's hard to believe that, yo, we're pretty much down to our final three episodes of the flagship show, The War Room. We started this thing on September 9th, 2010. With our 2010 NFL kickoff show tonight, 2023 NFL season kicks off. So, welcome to our 13th anniversary, beloved, and uh, our 14th annual NFL kickoff. So, sit back, relax, bust it up with your bros in the war room. The greatest sports podcast there ever there there is. Excuse me, ever was and ever will be. Episode 698 starts now. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Botherhood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, of course, is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? We, we, we heading down the stretch. We down to the wire. It's clutch time, man. It's time to make some buckets. Hey, man, got a couple things to say, man. couple things. Number one, don't be surprised if your boys are back. We just got a, hot, a whole lot more to say about the world, culture, and everything that's not sports. Uh, you know, sports will always be a part of the heart, but we expand, we'll expand horizons. So, so stay, stay, I mean, stay tuned. The War Room Sports Podcast Network is still here, so you know, no doubt, hear our voices from time to time. Yo, it's just you know, it's just better, bittersweet because, like I said, this is this is flagship. This is the mothership right here. You know what I mean? And you know, not doing this every Thursday, I'm not used to that. I can't, I can't, I, I gotta be honest, I can't sit here and say, what am I going to do with my Thursdays? Because there's plenty to I do. I got kids. There's plenty. I got kids. Right, there's plenty <laughs> that I used to push to the side to do this every Thursday. You know, everybody knew what it was from six to eight on Thursday evening. Like, we got to figure something else don't out. Bother, because, don't bother me. Because I'm busy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to be different i'm pretty sure it's going to be taken over by some practices or or something like that but look man we still got we got a lot of stuff to still talk so we only gonna get into all that you know all the all the 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 bitterness uh we'll we'll stick with the sweet because we still got a lot of stuff we got to talk to y'all about b i gotta ask you something fam you ever you 
ever brick a chick for shooting you down? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> just a question. You yep. know, I'm just curious. You, you know, you ever hit a hit a chick in the face Listen, with a brick for for, no, for shooting you down? I, 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 I wouldn't dare, the way my pride and ego is set up, like, I wouldn't dare. Like, there's there's a couple of things wrong with that whole scenario and situation. But speaking for me, there's no one I'm going to give that much power to where I'm going to lose my temper right. over you. It's, it's like, it's one of them things where, like, all right, this is definitely a but low self-esteem, brother. But that's not what happened. That's not it, what this, happened. This is a low self-esteem, brother. Put it this way. Let's speculate even if if, if Chick said something wrong to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I get shot down, I'm going to just go about my way respectfully. If it, if I get no. shot down and the chick is rude and she says something crazy to me, yeah, I'm going to just let her know it was her loss, you know, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's how that's, I'm built. You know what I'm saying? You but, don't want this ting dingling. That's your loss. Yeah. I, you know, I ain't going to throw a rock at her face. Allegedly. In Houston, Texas, you know, it was described as a, a brother got upset because a woman, uh, you no, know, no, she no. didn't take well to his advances, mm, and mm, mm. and and supposedly the brother picked up a brick and and hit her in the face. Mm. She's in no, the it was, hospital, a, it was, a, it was a white, it was a white man. Oh, it was oh, a white man see, that. That yeah, I got, I got makes I it, updated. That actually makes it even worse because. It sounded like the sister was saying, you know what I'm saying, uh, a brother did it and a bunch of other brothers sat around and let no. him do it. Let him do it. No. But if it was a white dude who did it and a bunch of brothers sat around and let so, him do it, that's even worse. But I'm going to let you go ahead. Since so this is it. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not. This is where our culture has devolved to, and it's incumbent upon us to fact check but it's almost impossible to fact check all of all of the shenanigans that are going on. So this young woman is a part of the uh, a part of the alternative lifestyle community, and she does a couple of things. I heard, are, I heard she was staples. a feminist. Because I hear a big part of the thing nothing. is that people are looking up her feminist ways yeah. and pointing at no, that no, no, as no, a way no, to the reason that nothing, she should have got. Nothing wrong with that. But she has she is going on record multiple times across multiple platforms letting the world know that she has no use for men or masculine energy and that our violent ways are a part of the reason that she has no use for us in our defense. So that's that's first and foremost. She so did that's he, that's did he, number did one thing. number two number two thing that she does is she goes around looking to incite race-based um, race-based scenarios where she has instigated with people of other races, particularly Caucasians and and Asian folks, where she's highly disrespectful uh, and oftentimes crosses the line. And then looks to, A, demonstrate how their behavior is horrible and she's the victim, and, B, how we as black men don't stand up. So this isn't the first time, but this time she did it to a young white male who spurned her advances, wasn't interested in her shenanigans, 
and she smacked him and then turned around and proceeded to twerk in front of him. So he picked up a brick and caught her in the side of the head. There was a group of young black, it was in a black neighborhood. He was at a convenience store. There was a group of black men that were around that observed this and said, it's not our job to rescue someone who has attacked and accosted another human being and then ask us to get involved because of what? So it got me to thinking because of who we are, you and I and, and Jimmy, and our responsibilities in teaching the next generation, because I was always taught stand up for queens, stand up for black women, stand up for women in general, but not with the context that was provided in this particular instance where you have someone who is known as a malcontent and, a, and basically a bad person that looks to incite violence and looks to incite bullcrap so that they can make content from it. They're exploiting the situation to make content. And then they always go to the race thing, plus they downgrade men. So you don't have a use for men. You, down, you, you poop on men, but then you smack a man, get into trouble, and expect black men who you downgrade and, and demean to then come and help you. Nah, sis, that ain't the way that goes. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's, a, that's a tough so situation because it sounds, you know, it's one of those things where it sounds like, dude, I'm not saying he wasn't provoked, but he definitely overreacted because I don't really see the need. Like, like let's let's say even if anybody it was in this going to give him a pass for, you know, your mama say somebody hit you, you hit him back. Let's say he was getting a pass for that. Like, what's the what's the point of the weapon, though? Like, what's the point of the weapon? See, because this is one of those things, and I definitely understand what you're saying. And this sounds like somebody who would who would burn my britches, but it's still difficult to say. I mean, because you know they already they already coming at everybody's neck for saying, all right, well now everybody's like looking her up and seeing what she does and what she posts and using that as an excuse of why she should have deserved what she should have deserved. So it's one of those arguments that we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt no matter what we say if our reaction mm. isn't to no, go to I her don't, aid I don't think immediately. Deserved, I don't think she deserved a brick. I don't think the violence was called for, but the context has to be provided even if it's not as a counter argument, because those that side with her are going to side with her. We're, we're a but world you know there's going to be some change. illogical uh, arguments out oh, of there. Course. There's going to be a lot of, of I don't care what happened. I don't care what she did. Oh, and and I'm, not engaging, I'm not queen. even engaging those people. <laughs> I'm not even engaging those people because one of the things that we have noticed and seen through the years in our travels on social media because we would face it, we are members of the media, we're a part of culture, whatever. People will say things to you and I and, 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 and members of the war room, and then you go and you explore. Now, granted, it's what's on social media, so we put it up there for consumption and we control what it is, but you have married a beautiful black woman and have a beautiful black family. I've married a beautiful black woman and have... A, a, a beautiful black family. We both have beautiful black daughters. You know, Jimmy has married a beautiful black queen. Everyone, so there's our actions and even the content that we create 
stands for itself. So I don't even feel the need to defend. Like, yo, you can come and be bitter. You can come and talk crazy. But my life is a testament to who and what I am. So I don't even pay no mind to it. F y'all. <laughs> well, that is. <laughs> and shout out to uh, Neil in the chat room. Just, I don't know what I'm going to do with my Thursdays now. Maybe I'll watch some TV. Um, and on this subject, she's, you know, she knows somebody who stated she doesn't need or want a man for anything until her car wouldn't start one day. And then she asked, you know, somebody for help. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Men I mean, built this world. That's, 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 that's how, it, how it be sometimes, but we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, man. Just wanted to see, you know, what this brick, brick a chick thing was about. Brick um, what the brick layer was about. Yeah, so before we get started, man, we just got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Uh, you can do that. At our own website, warroomsports.com, or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms, so there's never an excuse to miss an episode. So don't miss an episode, man. Shout out to everybody that's that's rocking on the network still. Um, the Tissue and the Tape, 50th anniversary of hip-hop, so you got to get with the Tissue. Uh, the Broad Street Line, Superstars, John Appetit, On the Couch with the Wilson. Shout out to everybody. Um, next week, man, we're going to be giving a long list of shout outs. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. And I'm going to say it now, a week in advance, man, if we miss you, it is, it is blame it on the head, not the heart, because it's literally going to be hundreds of people, um, to name, uh, 13 years of this, it's, it's going to be a lot of people to name, but, but Neil, that's the answer for you right there. That's one thing that you can do with your Thursdays. You can go back and listen to old episodes of, of the War Room. And even before we started, if you want to go I mean, back to before we actually started the network, the Blog Talk page has every single episode that we've ever done. So if you want to go back to September 9th, 2010, and listen to that crude, <laughs> crazy-sounding episode where we were on telephones, and you know, it, and it was five of us. It was it was hilarious, but it sounded crazy, and you could just see how everything uh, evolved from there. Hey, we you can you can binge listen to us like like we're your favorite uh, streaming show. So there's always gonna be something to do with your time because there's gonna be 700 of those things out there, plus everything we did on YouTube, which that's gonna continue. Every other show we've done. Because the war room wasn't the only one. We keep reminding y'all, it's just the flagship. So it's going to be plenty to do if you want to go back and do that. You can even hit us up about some of our old takes, if they were crazy or if they were spot on all those years ago. It's, it's still going to be a lot to do, man. So shout out to everybody out there um, who's, uh, who's been with us for a long time. So let's get into these hot topics, man. Hot topics brought to you by my bookie. Warroom family, it's still a little bit of time left for you to make some money with us. Sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked them out, stop wasting time. Go place a bet on the biggest games in sports. The NFL starts tonight, so y'all know what that is. No excuses. You get your money fast when you win, man. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers a little bit after the game starts. So join now, and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to a stack, a grand, a ditty. 
Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get your bread. There's nothing else to it, man. So we're going to start off this week's Hot Topics with a stat of the week. And the stat of the week (laughs) revolves around ticket prices. The get-in price. Notice I said get-in. So this is like the cheapest ticket you can get. I don't know how they do it at this at this particular stadium. I don't know if the get-in price just constitutes nosebleeds or if they have a standing room only section, but the get-in price for the Colorado Buffaloes next game, $476 is higher than any week 1 NFL matchup. And we know I'm how the world the works. Out of Deion Deion Dion has already, you know what I'm saying, he's already been a story from Jackson State to Colorado and, you know, the long-anticipated wait for his week one matchup to, to see what he's done with this program so far. The Colorado Buffaloes, um, the reason why this get-in price is, is so expensive right now is because the Buffaloes went into uh, TCU who was the other half, the losing half of the national championship game last uh, last season. And in a game where, in my opinion, it looked like defense was optional <laughs> and neither team took, took the option, uh, they went in and, and got an upset in front of 7 million TV viewers, which was like the second largest uh, game as, as far as viewership of the weekend, uh, shout out to Penn State I, I and West Virginia. You. Forty, uh, wait, forty. They, yeah, they went in there and upset TCU forty-five to forty-two. Now you had some crazy performances, a lot of unexpected performances, especially from the Buffalo side of the ball. Shador Sanders, quarterback, and son of Deion Sanders, thirty-eight for forty-seven, five hundred and ten yards. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, a 90.6 QBR, 10.9 average per pass. That's a mean stat line. He had four receivers over 100 yards. He had a running back, um, his top running back, 13 for 45, nothing special, and a touchdown. Um, But his receivers, Dylan Edwards, five receptions, 135 yards, average 27 yards a catch, three touchdowns. Long was a 75-yard reception. Travis Hunter, who played both sides of the ball, got an interception as a cornerback and had 11 receptions, 119 yards. That's 10.8 a pop with a long of 43 on the offensive side. Xavier Weaver, six receptions, 118 yards. That's 19.7 a pop. He didn't score either, but his long was 44. Jimmy Horn, Jr., 11 receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. His long was 26, 10.6 average. Um, Deion's other son, Shiloh Sanders, led the team with 10 tackles, nine solo from the safety position. And like I said, your man uh, uh, Travis Hunter, three three tackles, three solos. I'm sorry, one solo and a, a, a pass defense and an interception. So those are the numbers. You know, a lot of the, the, the hype and a lot of the criticism going in was this team didn't have a lot of talent. Well, at least offensively, this team showed in week one 
that there is some talent there to what I would I want think, uh, for a lot of people out there who are hype as hell be. It's one game. It's impressive. People's assessment because it was TCU. People's assessment of talent um, kind of surprised me. I don't know why it surprised me. Um, but Dion is one of those guys that's plugged in enough to the younger generation and the way things are done in the present in real time. There's no way he's going to walk on a field or even take – he's not going to take an opportunity that doesn't have talent. Talent is a cornerstone and foundation of building a collegiate football program. He knows and understands that. From, and when you're as popular from the time as he is, high, talent is easy to acquire. Yeah, talent is easy. I'm I'm not saying that it's it's in the top ten most Nick talented college never football programs. Not talented, but yeah, he's not. It's not even possible for him to be in that position and not you know and not have talent. To your point, the overreactors, the black people that are excited supporting him, let's call it well, it ain't just them, that are over that are overreacting and supporting him. They're over. They're jumping the gun. You know, it's a balanced thing, man, and and as we like to say, echo chambers, right? So I'm hearing on one hand, oh, my goodness, they're going to win 11 games. I'm hearing on the other hand, it's just one. I tend to agree it's just one game. It's a big game, and it's a big statement. I have them winning eight games. Definitely a statement. Real quick. Nebraska might sometimes be another win, but the schedule is going to get more difficult. It's it not going to be. But TCU was a runner-up last year, so that's why it was such a statement. You know what I'm saying? They, they came only in. had nine returning. But, but, but I'm about to say, but what tells you about TCU the most, being Jim, they were the runner-ups, and they still came into the season ranked number 17. So that, told, that tells you that there's something of a of a great fall off with this team and being number 17 probably was only because they were the runner ups last year. You don't drop from right, so runner up to 17. A couple things, so Colorado Colorado coming into the game wasn't even ranked and they were a 21 point dog they even were with TCU having dog. a fall back. The odds the odds makers had had them three touchdown a three tutty like favorite, even though, you know, you could say they fell over there at 17. Colorado wasn't right. That's the one thing. The other thing that's interesting about this is sometimes when we have topics, it's like, um, to be off this point about our echo chambers and, and the people that, you know, that we associate ourselves with online or whatever, because I didn't hear nobody in the, you know, my little echo chambers say about 11 wins because their schedule is brutal. They got to, like, play, um, you know, USC. They got a, they got a, a number of games I saw. I was like, yeah. wow. Like nah, they eight, they, 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 eight, eight wins is, like, amazing for them with the schedule they have. If they can get the eight, but, and I believe they may be able to, again, that would be amazing. It's like, But it's like context. Like, this team lost by 30 points a game last season on average. That was the average loss last year, and they won one game. He's already equal last year's win total. Like, so, so it's like if he wins yeah. one more I mean, game, I, I, he's doubled their win total. I thought he was going to equal their win total by week two. I ain't going to hold you. Like, even though TCU was, was is a great fall-off, you know, from from what they accomplished last year, there is no way they were supposed to beat TCU. No way, no how they were supposed to beat TCU. Um, I mean, their schedule. They were three, they were three such underdogs, yeah. So, uh, I mean, they weren't supposed to beat them. TCU, Nebraska, Colorado State, Oregon. 
USC, Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, uh, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, and Utah. So, Jim, to your point, the schedule isn't really a murderer's row. It's only like two ranked teams in there. Um, USC. Yeah, but they, so, so, so there's a difference. Oregon to your point State about ranked teams. and that's, Oregon. That's correct. Like three ranked teams in there. Then Utah, three ranked Utah, teams, but some of them, Utah, four, four. But some of them, but some of them have like football programs, right? So a team like I don't even think Stanford is ranked, are they? No, Stanford's not ranked anymore. Stanford's Stanford's yeah, not good but, anymore. Stanford used to be a decent program. Stanford yeah, but what I, I'm, I'm saying, when you talk about, I uh, well, see everything changed. If you looked at, if you looked at the lines before last week, they were only favored in like a a couple oh, of no, games. Oh no, 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 no. No, no, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Everybody. Like, a, a lot of these teams are fall, you know, are, aren't what they were, but they still weren't. You know, a lot of people are saying they might win four. What I what I heard was four games a lot. And B, I'm gonna ask well, you right now. Be real. You had them winning eight games before the season started, or was this what you thought like after the first performance? No, 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 no. I don't remember I, none of us having first, them winning eight games. No, nah, this is after <laughs> this is after the first after okay. the first. Okay, all right. I was making sure as long as you being real. I, I had real, them. I had them winning. I had them door. winning six. Shot I had them winning six. Showing off. <laughs> I didn't. I yeah, didn't. I, had them I didn't even have. You know, I didn't even do that. You know, I rarely do that. I don't even do that with the freaking Eagles half the time. Um, so I didn't partake in how many games they were going to win, but whatever may have been brewing in my mind and a lot of other people's mind after this, your number has to go up. Your number has to go Yo, up. I know it's, thing, one, right? so first it's off, one game. So some people are definitely overreacting because they're like, you know, any criticism Dion got, that should be over and that. Like, come on, we, we, we're not doing that. But well, at the well, same first time, off, first off, they're going to be better things. than anybody thought. So a couple things, right? To me, like, well, first of all, let's let's start. Let's they, they start by just saying that you know, Fred is, Fred is a hater. That, Fred is a hater that dislikes black people. So anything he yeah, says, yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta we like, gotta so start gonna, there, gonna, and that's the yeah, reason I said there. six because I was I arguing Frank, with Fred. I, I think Fred had him at four. Fred had him at four. Yeah, I had him at six, and yeah, Fred yeah, had but, four. Yeah, but if if, if they if if uh if if John Lynch was their coach, Fred might have had him at eleven wins. So we gotta like start with that. Now, um, the other part about this is I think the more impressive thing is the fact that I even care now because coming into the season, I didn't give him a prediction because I could care less about Colorado. Didn't really care about Dion either, but I'm not going to lie. When that game started and I cut it on, I found myself rooting for them even though I really don't care about Colorado. I don't care about college football for the most part. Um, but now I found myself like on a weekly basis, I'm going to be watching them. It was exciting to watch. Um, so to me, that's what's even more interesting is that you have yeah, somebody I, like me who can really care less. I'm waiting for Sunday football that was, like, tuned in and glued to the TV. Yeah, I mean, they had 7 million viewers. Um, Colorado average, uh, they averaged last year, um, it wasn't 7 million. <laughs> I can tell you that. They probably, um, didn't, they probably didn't get 7 million total viewers last year. I don't know. I'll find it. But either way, you know, they they were like the second biggest game of 
the week. And, and, and my apologies. Earlier I said Penn State, West Virginia. Penn State, West Virginia had 3.5. They had like half of that. The one who averaged over 9 million viewers was Florida State and LSU. That's the game. That's a um, good-ass game, too. That, that, that was the big game of the weekend. So, um, and, and, Jim, I, I agree. Like, I mean, I was already interested. Like, the, I actually listened to the game on the radio because I was uh, driving. I was on a little road trip at the time. So I didn't even watch. But had I been home, I would have planned to watch. I do plan to watch. Um, I'm going to stay neutral on the rooting, and I'm going to keep it 100. Like, I still don't really like Duh. what Dion what did. I don't like is... that Dion is there. Like, remember, you said earlier oh, in the listen, week, like, listen. he had this speech where if I had any coach that yeah. had a speech like that, I would have ran through a brick wall for him. And then when the camera panned oh. up, it made me mad at how many white faces were sitting in the front listening yeah, to that Yeah, I was speech. about to. I was and about for to all the stuff that did. Dion said over the last few years, it still makes me mad because as much hype as he's getting now and as many viewers as he's getting now and, and all of that and all the money that they're making now, because Jimmy and I were also talking about how much NIL certain players are projected to get right now after that game in comparison to what they were projected to get before that. Like all that is great until you figure all of this money that he's making is for a white university, a university who didn't have enough money to pay his salary that they, that they signed a contract for until he actually got there and made them viable enough. All right. So I just want to add this to it. So I'm not, I, 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 I got to keep I'm, it a bean, though. So I, 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 I had a problem with how he left, right? Because, you know, we went on, we had a whole show dedicated to that, our feelings about him leaving. Um, and, you know, all of us being HBCU guys, we root for HBCUs, whether it's our own or just, you know, uh, other schools within the network. I mean, we, we want HBCUs to do well. So I felt some type of way. Um, but at the Man, same at time, if I'm being school, completely man. honest, like I tried to be objective, but I guess my politics wouldn't allow me to be objective when I start watching. And, yo, Wallahi, I'm not even going to lie to you. The last time I watched the Colorado game, Cordell Stewart was on the field. Like, <laughs> all this aside, that's the last time. <laughs> no yo, and I'm, be, I'm dead. That's the last that's time another thing that, That's another thing that, that irks me, Jim. It's like. Yeah, right. that's, that's going to be just. That's gonna if, be even dead. even that's if gonna you're not an HBCU, like, go somewhere, like, go somewhere with a, with a state, the state, the city, the school. You know what I'm saying? Got a nice. Black but, population, like, but, dude, here, you, you yo, but here's the like, thing, though. Here's Colorado the thing, though. Colorado got to be the top here's, five whitest place he could possibly go. So, so <laughs> like, this is why this is why the whole Dion. This is why the whole one percent black. <laughs> oh, let me say this though. This is this is why this is why this conversation is interesting and it's a nuanced conversation that probably can do its own a whole other show, because all those other schools didn't want him. Even after Jackson State, they weren't knocking at his door. They said he couldn't do it on his level. So okay, if they I didn't want you, then a, don't leave the blacks. <laughs> but let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> like, so, don't so leave then. That's me the finish. thing. So we're always trying is, to add ourselves to places that we're not wanted. Like, why is there yeah. ice colder? Why is uh, there let me, grass greener? Let me, let me finish, though. Let me, let me finish, though. Let me finish, though. I, let I me, believe let that. Let me finish, though. They're about to, they're about to chop my head off. Yo, I, I believe that um, he's going to leave them, too. This is just another stepping stone to But not to go else. back believe, to the black. He's not going yeah, back. Yeah, he's going to leave to go to oh, another no, 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 white no, no, power no, no, structure. No, 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 he ain't no. going backwards. Because they look no, at it is, as being right, but, but, 
but the reason I think that it's a nuanced conversation, and I'm not, and I'm not defending him, by the way, because I really wish he would have stayed and helped to build the HBC. I thought this was going to be sort of some sort of revolution where all of our great players would like kind of kind of like adopt the HBCU and, and build that's how he that was, whole that's how he was playing it. He was playing that, it like he was I there thought. to change things. Nothing changed. I, I told y'all I thought, when it happened, and a lot of people are so naive and think that it's anything different. Hey, well, the, the revolution started. He ain't got to be there. It's, no, no, Jackson State going to go back to what they were before he left with some better uh, so, uh, facilities. Um, before he got there, well, they got, some better well, they facilities. HBCU calls going to be the now. same way because he proved what the kids have been proving for all of these years. They look at that as being better. So if he came and uh, some people started to think, like, all right, well, maybe we can do that. He leaves to do the same thing the kids have been doing for decades, then he's not doing anything but proving their point, and they're never going to change. It's never going to flip. I, let me finish, though. Let me finish. Let me finish real fast. Let me get these bars off real fast. So Coach Kenny is down there doing well. I don't even know if his name is Kenny, but he looked like the boy Kenny. Um, from South, uh, from the uh, Worcester show with uh, Jordan Baker and them. He looked like the Coach Kenny from there. That's who uh, Jackson State coach looked like. Um, but the reason I said this is a nuanced conversation is because when we talk about all these statistics that we bring up for this past game and the money that they're able to make, like I just read that Shador just signed a deal with Mercedes. He got a new deal with Gatorade. He's got a new deal with Beats. So it, it, it's a, the numbers are about to be bigger than what was even reported. Like, we'll play one game and got a, a deal with Mercedes. It's insane. So to, to unlock that kind of value that he did by going there, it's the only, only way he would have been able to unlock that value, which then trickles down to his players and everybody else, even his assistant coaches that are making money, is to leave. And the reason I say it's a nuanced conversation is because even though I was mad at him for leaving, when I really start to think about it, the fact that he had to leave is where the problem lies. And the problem lies in the fact that we don't have funds at our facilities like that which is partly sports, but is also partly politics, right? When you talk about these, these white institutions that have been able to build by having free labor for so long, mm-hmm. we'll never catch up. <laughs> that's, no, that's just never. A fact. Statistically speaking, like, we'll never catch up. So no matter – so, and again, if this is not taken up for them, what I'm saying is it's a deeper conversation than just yeah, saying, hey – keep giving them all of our talent. I think, I think, we, I think the problem – We're not even going to move a speck on the meter if – I, I, I think the problem is for sports today, they didn't even let us play. Is he, right, he was, dis- saying, he was right? disingenuous? Here's, here's why he was disingenuous in how he laid that shit out. But that, that's partly true, B. Awesome. But let me finish this right. So it's the same conversation as as when people say, "Why why do our people leave the hood?" Right? If, they, if everybody leaves the hood, then the, the hood will never turn up because you know. But people got to worry about their kids' safety and all these other things, and there's other opportunities. So this is why it's a nuanced conversation. If our best and brightest, every time they get, you know, a couple of hours, roll out, then, you know, the areas that we tend to reside in will never change. It's the same argument. It's really the same argument. Yeah. But I can't it, knock it somebody for wanting to – and, again, this is not by him, but this is why I'm saying going, this conversation. I you, can can even have, you can even have a global – you can have a global conversation because it's not just – Absolutely. The American Absolutely. black reality, it's it's black people globally flock towards their institutions and they're dying. But that's a whole nother that's a whole but, but so, Jimmy's so, last so, point so, still goes back to the point that I made. 
when people say I want to leave because I want my kids to get a better education in a better school district, it's like I understand that. But then the other argument on the flip side of that is, well, how would the education ever change if our best and brightest always take their resources and go somewhere else? It's the and, same and argument. Even, and even to um, that point, because remember what I was saying. I was like, all right, you're going to leave there, so we'll, we'll, we'll call Jackson State the hood. You're going to leave the hood. That don't mean you got to go to white neighborhood, though. <laughs> like, now, I we, we flip you, that back you. around. Like, I no longer live in what we deem as the hood. But where I'm at is 85% black. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go got run you. to them. No, I got you. you know what I'm saying? I ran to. No, I got you. It might have been better school districts and is, safer but and all that, but even, I still even, ran to us. I ain't going to run to even them. Even if you did, even if you did, I wouldn't be like, damn, a sellout now because I understand the reason. If why I did, did right? I would say I was a sellout, though. <laughs> Real talk, I would. I would be looking so, around like, yo, so, I can't believe I live where I live. And, and, and all right, so to be off this point, to I would be never, off this point, I all right. I couldn't. And, and this I is, but this is why. But this at is the, why. At the, at the nine to five, like, yo, why do you, why don't you live closer? Why don't you live over here? Why do you live? Cause that's who the f- I want to live with. I don't want to live with y'all. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I would yo, consider yo. myself a sellout. But, 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 so, but so Dev, off, you know what? Let me, let me we're, 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 you for cut. a second. Let me co-sign yeah. you off for a second. So, so this is why I think that it's a deeper conversation because if you look globally. A lot of folks, and, and you know, I got folks over there that would say, "Yo, y'all need to get back to the continent and build this up. This is really our home base." You know what I mean? Like, so it's really a one, global one, conversation. 100. This is this is one one hundred. This is just, micro, got, this is, this is just at a micro level. But the reason, the reason I think it's talking about foundational. I feel that, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like as much as you know, some of us over here talk about the continent and the pride and all that kind of stuff. We don't know a goddamn thing about the continent. We ain't been there. That ain't our home. Half the month don't you. even like us because we got caught. Like, so, 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 so a lot of that be, you, a lot that, of that, that be that like, lip service, man. Like, yo, Dev just told continent. you to be that he's 8 0 the FDA at the same time, yo. Yo. Yo, and, yo. And, and, down, and down with Marcus Garvey. Yo, yo, I don't know. Hey, no, nah, real talk, I would Tobias, consider myself Tobias, a sellout. Tobias, y'all, so y'all, y'all wouldn't Tobias, even have to FBA say it or think it. Without being my own head. Tobias, FBA, too. But, yo, I, I just think that oh, it's a deeper conversation, right? And, I'm not, and, I'm, and I, again, I want our audience to understand that I am not taking up for him because I'm an HBCU advocate. Like, I literally donate money to HBCUs on a, on a weekly basis. Like, that's, that's something I'm passionate about. So I felt some type of way about it, but at you, the same you time, raise, I at, you raise I look amazing at the points. You raise amazing points, and you turn this discussion into a, a, a reflection and and the fact that we have to have introspection into the community, into why he did what he did. And I'm actually, I've heard Dion speak. And I think that he would offer you a job if he heard you speak because that's a part of, like, believe it or not, I don't know if y'all heard some of the post game. Yeah. Dion I mean, I, is I, I, like, Dion still, is definitely going still. to up the percentage of black people at the university. No, but, but listen, he's still He's, <laughs> he's going to get black coaches, red, black, black players. He's still on his red, black, and green. A man went out there to Snow Bunny Land, and he's still saying that, you know, me being a strong or us being strong black men – makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Like, he's still on that type of time, even though you abandoned so, the hood. 
right? So, so, so that's what's interesting, right? Because that's that's kind of like a contradiction, and that's what some of his detractors are saying. They're saying they're saying that he's using that because he understands who his base is. As a marketer, he knows who his base Correct. is. So he so, still so, so he still so has to say those things. He's expanding on what Jay Z has mastered and still pandering. Really, really, he's going to Donald Trump. He's going to Donald <laughs> Trump because Donald Trump wouldn't spit to, to put out a, a poor white person on fire in West Virginia, but he knows that they will vote for him no matter what. And you know, it's funny you make that analogy. Um, shout out to uh, Jeff Perlman, who's been on our show. He took some heat yeah. this week because he, he made that analogy. He said, yo, there's no difference between Dion and Trump. And he yeah. made that one tweet, and, and folks made it a whole story. Like, they straight made like, articles re- about go it. That's it. funny. I'm, go yeah, I'm sure it you ain't hear nothing about Darren. that. So that was, that was I'm organic go and analogy. Me. So, yeah, I'm going to go put it this way. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't hate the boy Dion or nothing like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I, I'm, I'm going to tune in. So, you know, I'm a part of the hype train as well. My only thing is just everybody can miss me with the Dion as a hero and Dion can't do no wrong. Everybody can miss me with that. No, um, no, no. But, I don't, but I your, front. Like, but as far Dad, as the players, Dad, it's, it's how as far you, as the players went, it's Jim, how you look at You know, I'm, I'm not going to ever get mad it. at anybody that's I hate ballers. That. I, I, hate I, I felt this. a little pride. Hold up, B. I felt a little pride of with course. Shador. Like, Shador was showing off. Like, Bo was showing off. Hunter was showing didn't off. He was so that good. I felt a little bit of pride in that. So, I don't know. Like, like Jimmy said, it might have been a few times here and there where I guess you can throw the word root out there, but I wasn't rooting for Bo. And I don't hate Bo, but I wasn't, Yo, you know. It, I'm it, not even going to lie. It was just I, one I, of them things where prepared. I'm like, uh, TCU score takes the lead. I'm like, damn. I kind of want Colorado to score again, make this interesting. You know what I'm saying? Bro, so, bro, so it was kind of like that. I didn't care if they won or lost. No, but, no, for me, dog, I'm not was, even going to lie to you. Like, again, I don't care about none of them, but I found myself. I was even trying to stop myself. I'm like, no. I started, I started saying stuff like, yo, we got to stop them here. Then I started texting myself like, yo, what am I talking about? I don't even care about this folks. <laughs> but, but, again, it, to me, I guess it's a political thing, but I think that, and B. Austin just made another point that just um, really occurred to me. Like, you said the Jay-Z effect, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's another good analogy, too, because <clears throat> this is why I guess part of maturation and growing is understanding that life isn't black and white and that things are nuanced, things do have to have context. Because even mm-hmm. – and also nobody nobody is beyond criticism. I don't care who you are. Like, I don't agree. There's no person walking this right. earth I agree with at the time. Exactly. And that, and that like includes everybody myself. feels the need to take sides, no matter what. I don't agree with I don't agree with nobody, and that includes myself. Like I still, you know, I, I'm, I'm mad at other decisions I made in the past too. Like what's wrong with me? Hey. But, yo, um, I'm so, mad at so, something so, I made lately. Like yo, fuck was I doing? Fuck I'm doing? Why finger joint? But yo, listen though. So um, with that being said. <laughs> yo! With that being said, though, I think the Jay-Z analogy is interesting because on one hand, he makes he makes moves that should be critiqued, but then on the other hand, when you look at the value that he's created and people that are able to, like, I guess piggyback off that, people of, I hate the word people of color, black folks that are able to piggyback off that and create Negative. resources, that's a, that's a positive. So then the question becomes is, is 
say someone like Sean Carter or Ian Dion, are they too. a net? Are they a net positive? Are they a net positive or overall mm. is it a negative? And that's where that's where the argument lies. And I don't know. I don't know the answer. But I'm saying like yo, you, you can't just throw the, the baby the, out the with the bathwater. Yo, the battle, the battle, <laughs> the battle becomes this. Your right? head, so, head so, fans. Go ahead, go ahead. No, you good? No, I was saying with that, with Dev, uh, I feel like. You, we're, you're looking at it as a man of principle and no compromise. Then you can look at Dion, and maybe he's not aware of the compromise that he's making because you can fight and die on the hill of Jackson State, but in a grander scheme of things, and I'm pretty sure Dion Sanders is not thinking about it like this, but in the grander scheme of things, on these shores, we really can never win. Like I'm, I haven't given up on us winning globally, and this is a whole nother. You know, we we done took the show where I don't know how it got here, but on a grander scheme of things, maybe we do win. But as far as winning in America, oh, that ship has sailed. They burn it. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's excellent like point. excellent point. So, so it's then, like so from right? Dion, from Dion's standpoint, why not go there and try and turn that well? Turn 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 Colorado black, which I don't think that can happen. Because at the same time, I feel like those people exploit our culture and love our culture, but don't love us or our struggle. So that's counterproductive and divisive in and of itself. So if you ever Yo, go if to you Maryland or something, Washington, man, ever, I'll go to Colorado. If or you Wyoming, ever in Maryland or Utah, that is not a game. But yo, real quick though, so if you ever if you if you ever read if you ever read like some of the writings of Thurgood Marshall, that was literally his philosophy and approach. Like, yo, yeah. this entire country is built in our backs. Therefore, these institutions that we consider their institutions, he believes you should get inside, pull people up, have them pull people up, and we literally take over their institutions. That was kind of his nah, philosophy. Is, I, I complete I completely I understand I don't I don't I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that he thought. was right, the offense. I'm no, not no, saying no, he was right, good, but, I'm saying, but the biggest wigs who's going right. who, who, to benefit the most it sound, it still don't good, look like but us, they've man. already I'm, they've yo, built so, mechanisms. I'm not exaggerating when I say. Y'all remember work. the stories, man. They couldn't even afford to pay his salary. They were banking on this. Absolutely. He's made them enough so, money so, so they can pay his contract. Yeah, but let me say this though. I don't like it. But that, but I, I don't think like that, it. I rather, I, I rather goes to be also, I, I think that, I think that goes to be <laughs> off the point. In this, in this, in this, all right, in, all right. Now this is really going to go there. In this <laughs> country that we're in, be, like B. Austin said, we can't win, right? So you can you can't win? He 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 unlocked value, but to Dev's point, they unlock more value by being able allowing him to do that. So we want to have right. a real deep conversation. If he stays at HBCU and builds that up. Right now, who really controls HBCUs? If you want to have that conversation, right? And I think that's Beyonce's point. Like it's it's it's, it's so far Yo, gone in this country. We gotta come it's so it's so yeah, it's so far gone in this country that it re- like at the end of the day, you have to make yours while they make theirs, and that's with every entity because they even yeah. control those. If we really want to get into it, um, yeah, they do. So, so, it, but they, they definitely the do. Because it's, but it's not the same way. It's not the same. Man, listen, go, go, do a Google search and look at the board of pretty much every major HBCU. 
um, and, and also some of their financial backers. But that's either here or there. My point is this, though. Um, the other part of this is this is also a monkey see, monkey do world that we live in, and it's still capitalism. <laughs> if he's able to unlock that value for Colorado, he may provide opportunities for other, you know, former players or, or, or black coaches that are, you know, are more aligned with it. Still, they, it still becomes an expo, ex, still it, a it still becomes exploitative. Even even the H- HBCU well, not only a pipe dream, part of it was a pipe dream because there's only one all Deion do Sanders. Is use those you know players. That's true. That They're going to use that those players true. for their institution. That still don't mean that they love them. Yeah, and we're not going to ever will. be they looking for will. love and validation. But that's there's why only your one point Deion. about these shores. But that's why your point about these shores is so relevant because you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? Like we can't win over here regardless. Yeah. All right. Well, Yo, Deion. Shout out to shout out to a couple of you know B. Austin's analogies though. Jimmy gave him props on some of his analogies. Check out the big so brain on that. Yeah, B. Austin, yeah, B. Austin, he's cooking tonight. Yo, shout out, shout out, shout out to Jimmy. Shout out to Jimmy for 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 calling himself out, man. He didn't have to finger her because she needed three fingers instead of two. <laughs> Yeah. That was bad. Uh, you look back and say, "Yo, why? Why her? Why her?" Oh, uh, man, break a chick. Yo, we the only show on the internet. That, we the show. We the only show on the internet that can have this type of conversation and and include that smut. So, shout out yeah, to us. Been, All right, so quote of the week, man. <laughs> I don't know. We might not have enough time for tonight's episode because I think all this might I know. Blame, spark blame, yo, a conversation. Yeah. So, quote of the week. <laughs> Mike transcended the game. <clears throat> when Kobe came, Kobe was a silhouette of Mike. That's everything, which is great. But LeBron is the first player to have to deal with a 24-7, 365 news cycle of sports and opinions from those that's not even capable or carry the expertise to give a valid opinion. Keeps going. In addition to, I'm not really going to do it how y'all want me to. I'm probably going to decide how I want to do it. We all know that don't go over well, right? And so then you have this environment in sports society that's created, and so now you have to root against. That's a whole other thing Mike never had to deal with because his hardest critic was probably Peter Vesey. I just think LeBron's antlers is in platinum, and Michael Jordan's may be in gold. Why? Because he had to be compared to Mike. Who did Mike have to be compared that, to? In that, that, and that's, that's from LeBron, Rich LeBron Paul. Bullhead. That's from Rich yeah. Paul, LeBron's agent, business partner, friend. Um, so some of that in there you kind of expect. I think, I think in that quotation, you know, because I read – like three paragraphs of it damn near. There are some valid points being made. Um, shout out to how he found a nice way to take a, a shot at Kobe. Said the boy was a silhouette of Mike. Basically, he was calling him a dick eater. Um, how you find a nice yo, way to call him a that. He was a, only he's a silhouette. I'm going to start calling that, him yo. a silhouette. Yo, only I'm, I'm gonna start using that, that yo. I'm gonna start using yo, that, man. Yo, you're I, a silhouette. I, I, saw that, I saw that interview. I saw <laughs> he that didn't even call him Boy Shadow. He said a silhouette. Yo, that was that was eloquent. Salute, like salute, salute the Gill. Salute the Gill <laughs> for that content. Salute the Rich Paul. I got a lot of love and respect for that content and what. He, and I don't expect 
I don't expect Rich Paul to do and say anything else other than ride for LeBron with the bias that he should have. So, but Absolutely. that same bias kills that kills the validity for me. Shout out to Gil because Gilbert, although I I disagree with at least thirty five percent of what he says, yo, he's a great content creator. He has a great basketball mind. And really, shout out to him for bringing retarded Rashad on the air hey, yo. and allowing us to see and allowing what, us to see. What was that called earlier? Rashad. The R slur. Yo, the R word. The, the R word. Yo, those are the sorts of. Uh... Yo, yo, I'm politic. I'm I'm already. Yeah, listen, I'm politically incorrect. And but if y'all saw the episode of Patrick Beverly and Rashad, yo, Rashad McCants yeah, is retarded. Rashad McCants, yeah, yeah, that was and, and 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 I don't even like the bull Pat like that, but I gained some respect for him because he brought the smoke to dude's chest, and dude turned into a bumbling, fumbling idiot. And, yeah, but the know, thing is, in my opinion, Patrick Beverly didn't say anything profound, but dude was so stupid with it. Like yo, like you said, you find yourself having more respect for Pat Beverly, who really didn't say much. Yo, yo, it was a train wreck. Hold on, hold on. First off, first off, first off, it was a train wreck. You're not going to take your eyes off of and salute to Gilbert for knowing and understanding that that has value in today's marketplace. Yo, Rashad McCants is a retard. You're not. Yo, you're not. That's how I used to sit back and let y'all fight. But you know, you're not going to sit there. You're not going to sit there. You're not going to sit there and disrespect my game when I'm on your T-shirt. That's what you're not going to do. <laughs> right, at that right. point, yo, yo, you at that point, me on your body. Yo, at that point, it don't even Come matter on. what you say. You got my shirt on. And so anything you say no. has no – and you take that dumbass crown off your head too, beloved. But, yo. So you got my shirt on. You are my thing. silhouette right now. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> I'm, just trying to find, I'm off, just trying to find areas where I can use that. Yo, only Dev would hear that and take that as slander, yo. But I just want to say this, though. Y'all get with it because y'all going to hear it multiple times in the next two weeks. I think Dev is right. I think Dev is right because I can tell Rich Paul listens to lyrics. So I think it's possible he's taking a little Yeah, no, he's taking a little shot. So that's a different way to say it because I've heard, like, Jalen Rose always says that, you know, Mike Mike is Mike and Kobe is the remix. Like, so he says that a lot. Like, Kobe is the remix. To me, there's a little more respect in, in remix, but yeah. at the same time, like B said, yo. I also might be yo, hearing how you, it. From, how you, I might be hearing it because how you make I know it's a I know it's a biased tone, and I might be hearing it that way. Maybe he didn't mean <laughs> it that yeah, way. Yeah, maybe you hear it that way. Because of who it's coming said, from. But a silhouette? That might like, be it, too. That sound like you're calling him somebody grandson. If he said, if he said he's, Mike, he's Mike think Shadow, about it. if he said yeah. he's Mike Shadow, it's is it the word? No, but listen, person, see, but that's what I'm saying. I think if silhouette I is you, an eloquent way of saying he's this dude's shadow. If so I is it the word, the that, person, or the tone? If I told you that Rich Paul listened to AZ and listened to, to Nas and listened Yo, I could tell he's a lyric. Yo, I could believe that that. But was answer the question, though, Beyonce. Is it the is it I is it believe. the word, the person, like is it the word or the person or the tone? It's, oh, it's, it's all three. Everybody, I can't even speak on the tone because I didn't see it yet. I've only read it, so no, I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm going to say it's more no, his the person. Tone, it is a, I'm it not is even going to hold you. Because Bull's tone is monotone. He keeps his tone yeah. even. 
He he yeah, wanted, so he's I, trying I to be the, smooth. I watched the interview. But Jim, I think about you. It was good. Think about even if he said it was Shadow great. or anybody, you can find positives in Shadow. But where are the only know. places you can more, find? Shadow sound, Shadow sound more disrespectful to me, though. No, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, my next question was, nice where's the only word. positive you can find in Shadow when you're talking about a kid and his pop or a kid and his big brother? So you're still that's sunning sound somebody. More disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Calling him a Shadow, you're sunning somebody. But it's yes, okay but, to sun your son. To me, like, oh, to me, yeah, that's why man is like, like your Shadow. All right, that's, yo, that's positive sounds less sunning though. Silhouette sounds less stunning to me because he didn't use shadow. But that's what I'm saying. He found the eloquent way. So I guess only cats, you know, only certain cats would even pick that up. I think he was trying to be eloquent. He was trying to be respectful. I mean, he might have. He might have. But at the end of the day, though, overall, he put Kobe's name in it because he feels like you have to put Kobe's name in the conversation, period, to be respectful and not get attacked. So he yeah. put his name so, in it, so, but called the boy a silhouette. Man. So here's the thing, though. What, what's, funny, what's funny about it is, and I've talked about That's this a number, mean number this, shows, man. Kobe, I like it. The Kobe, the Kobe, the Kobe rebrand passes, uh, passing is, is all is like going to be one of the most interesting case studies. And it makes me look at everybody who's passed and, like, wonder how much of this is a rebrand because, like, no, I don't. I think it was wrong, but Kobe wasn't Kyrie, even, putting, you about wasn't to say even being put the in these conversations. No, 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 no. There's no, no, some players I mean, that were Kobe fans. To be but honest, his before, name wasn't in these conversations when he was alive. That's not. That's not entirely true, Jim. Kobe, Kobe versus Mike argument for a long time. It was just so no, many. That's not what I'm saying. I just think there wasn't the same amount of people willing to disrespect Mike as there is now with LeBron. And then there was the Kobe versus LeBron conversation. So Kobe's always been in the mix with these two guys. But no, what I'm saying you know, is once, once Kobe, when, even when Kobe was Mike alive, and, when he was going, when he was on the podcast circuit himself, no, I'm talking about when he was alive. and people were, no, no, hear me out. Though. I'm not talking about when he played and get the Mike Kobe comparison. I'm talking about post career after his career was over and people were having this LeBron Mike thing, which is ridiculous in itself. His name wasn't being brought up to the point where a lot of the Kobe fans, like, there was this whole thing about, like, how are you just skipping over him and not even bringing his name up? Oh, yeah, and yeah, now yeah, what I'm know. saying is that's, he's that's not definitely, That's definitely true. He's not even being skipped over no more, and a lot of it is, like, the rebrand. Like, it's, it's just interesting to see, but it makes me wonder about a lot of other people. I mean, people to a degree, I'm I'm I still think he's being, being skipped over because the argument for most people is still Mike versus LeBron. Mike, Mike versus funny, LeBron. Funny thing, yeah. you know, to some older folk, like, None of these things in the conversation, but whatever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go back to so, we're so, gonna go but, back but, to the But getting back to the quote though, because I watched the whole I interview with Rich Paul. It. I just want to say that B. Austin's right. The interview was dope. Um, what is he supposed to say? That's his man. Like yo, yeah, if, right. if Dev was that's in a league man. and he averaged twenty points and five and five assists, I would say he was better than Mike because that's what you're supposed to say. Like so, <laughs> it's like what is he supposed to say? That's the one thing. And the one, and not, the and one not even just being argument, friends, like. You owe your whole life to this ball at this point. Yeah, that's amazing. Because <laughs> you sold like, him a throwback so, jersey. Like, like yo, that was yo, the greatest sale that's, yo, that's story Chris Paul has ever made. Greatest sale ever. <laughs> Single greatest sale in the history of business. But, yo, the other <laughs> part of this, though, I do find I do find interesting because I was having this debate with someone that had that nothing to do with Kobe, LeBron. He was trying to compare athletes from errors. And I was like, yo, there's so many variables in that from – the amount of training these young guys get and all this, but social media is a big part of that. Social media is a big part of that. I think that's one part of the argument that's interesting that he went there. 
because, you know, and it's actually written about in Sports the Book, like what if Charles Barkley had Twitter? Like right. that that is interesting because not having to deal with that is a real thing. We already see that um, the Charlotte Hornets know how to, to behave themselves on social media, but that's right. something in the past they didn't have to deal with. You know what I mean? Like Lonzo Mourning didn't have to deal with that. Now go to his point, though. Now, now I know y'all can agree with this. This is one of the points that he made. I'm like, okay, I can see that. He said nobody's gotten the amount of scrutiny with, as Brom because you got the 24-7 news cycle and you have social media. Um, he, even, he even went at social media in an eloquent way. Like, he didn't just come out and say social media, but he definitely said, you know, from those that's not even capable or carry the expertise to give a valid opinion. Like, he he was cooking. He was cooking on the subs. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> he was cooking the subs like Quiznos. <laughs> Don't even ask how. Look, so I agree so with that. Must be what you did there. That, <laughs> thank you. It's a different type of scrutiny. But Arco. at the same time, when we throw that out as excuses, you know what I'm saying, you can and turn your social it'll. media off. You don't have to be on social media. You don't have to hear any of this stuff. But social media has been the kids. gift and the curse to these people because they can't get off of social media because they make so much money. They were able to brand themselves off of social media. So they're all allowed oh. to be bigger than Mike at a younger age because of social media, even though they get the 24-hour scrutiny as well because of social media. So yeah. it's kind of like pick your poison. You know what I'm saying? You can't have no, it. No, I, I get that. But, but to me, to me, that's why, you just, that, that's why you just can't compare them, though, right? Because it's, a, it's, a, it's an unknown. Like, that's does, Mike become the, uh, does Mike become the gambler in um, Child Rebel Soldier that he's become if there is a social media? Like, it's just an right. unknown, which does is why I, wear, I just don't even. But I, but I also have to push back at this notion that Mike never got criticism. Not even close to being true. That's not even close to being true. And he named Peter Vesey because, okay, he's, he's somebody that's probably close to our age. Peter Vesey probably had the biggest voice of any of Mike's critics because, you know, Peter Vesey used to be big in the NBA game. He used to be, you know, he, yeah, he's a and Mike made a, Mike made a phone call. Mike made a phone call and Vesey lost his Got job. Him out of there. We heard from Peter Vesey ever since. But, but another said, Yo, boy, is, criticize me. Like, they was like, say you're, less, you're Mike. You're hearing Mike, that and you're saying, well, Mike didn't get criticized, this Mike and that. Even, even if you Jimmy thought Hoffa. Mike didn't get criticized, maybe dude was just that good. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. I'm not saying Mike didn't have you know, points where he can be well, criticized. Yeah. But no, as far as no. in everybody else's mind. So you either no. saying everybody else was a Koloff or or maybe you have to admit he didn't have as many flaws as your man to be criticized. Yes. Talk to him. So, so here's my, here's I'm as, my I'm, thing as a this, maybe, this, you know, that's a maybe. You know, maybe that's something. Instead of you Eloquence making excuses like nobody ever criticized Mike and they criticized Brian. I mean, well, you know, I, I, I get what you were saying because like if Mike's gambling debt got his pop, no mind. If that happened, yeah, in, 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 and I feel you on that because we've, we've said stuff, we've joked about that for years. But what does that have to do in between those lines? Brian got criticized in be- a lot in between yep. those lines. The eloquent, and that's what he's talking the about. Eloquent Uses that no, but I think it all matters. Like, he's dealing with that on a 24-7 basis is what he's talking about. No, no, no. What he's talking about, he's talking allowing. about dealing, dealing, with, dealing with all that, having to prepare and deal with real life. Like, 
when you have this 24-7 cycle. Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp tried to say, like, Shannon Sharp tried to, like, Shannon Sharp tried to make a counterpoint uh-huh. to that and say Mike was soft for, for uh, retiring for the mental stress and all that kind of stuff. He had to be reminded, like, yo, his mental stress didn't come from basketball. Yo, his pop just got murked. Like, 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 what are we talking yeah, about here? Like, Shannon Sharp like, ought to be ashamed of himself. Right. Like, yo, he, he retired because his dad just Shannon, got killed, not because Shannon, Shannon the Sharp, pressure yo, of Shannon winning Sharp a three-peat. Like, dude was on top killing everybody. Sh- like, yo, Shannon Sharp's ability to carry LeBron's dick over his shoulder has diminished his career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, it's crazy. Yo, it's crazy. Like, dude is out of pocket. <laughs> But when, one of the things that, that yo, Rick Paul is eloquent, is eloquent in his, in his speech, and it's amazing. But let me, let me say this. Your boy, yo, see, here's the thing with LeBron, and I'm the, boy I'm the my, newfound thing, my, new, my, new, my newfound thing. I'm going to get Rashad McCants in on this, too. The ball, Mike, yo, when it came to competing McCann, in between the lines, yo, Mike was a savant, man. When it came to competition, dude was a little bit tistic. He might have been on the spectrum when it came to competing. No! Like, yo, he was like rain, he was rain man when it came to, to battling. Your boy LeBron was, in a lot of ways, emotionally weak. You could tell he was raised by a woman. Yo! Yo! First of all, it it's too, probably too it late too in the game serious. now, but as a matter of fact, hold up, B. You still might have to do it, even though we got one week left. You still might have to do it because I have a feeling that next week the button might get clicked at least 46 times. Remember a long time ago you and I were talking about you were supposed to throw the disclaimer onto the soundboard so we wouldn't have to always say it on the air. So when B. Austin says something crazy, we could just click the button. The soundboard lets you know these are the thoughts of B. Austin, not necessarily the thoughts of World Room Sports as a whole. Like we, I think we still might need to do that. I think for Boys one, out here blaming single mothers, yo. <laughs> no, but I got I, I, y'all. Let me cook. No, let no, me cook, get, I, no. I mean because you know, war room sports. At one time, we were trying to get a charity started, you know, to, to help. Yeah, why these Jews these with some fathering? That's what I was thinking about. Single mom, yo, yo, yo. Single mom, you might have used one or two fingers. Definitely use three on a single, but. Listen, when he got you that cream LeBron, when you look, could have used four. When you use, when you look at LeBron and the series versus the Mavericks, where he where he quit and went into his went into his feelings, your pop would have whooped your ass. When you look at Boston, but and but the fact that the one series of his when teammates, he quit, one, the series when he quit, it was because of his pop. It was because of his step pop. Yeah. So so how there do you, you explain go. that? His his, his step pop was his teammate, hey, man. And his step pop was his, was his teammate. So you look at Mike. Dragging me you in. look at Mike. If you look at LeBron and you look at Rashad McCants, you have Rain Man. You have emotionally unstable, and you have a retard arguing about his career Yo, on air. They can't use that word no more, cuz. Oh, my bad. I apologize oh, for those that I offended. I can tell you what I'm sorry. Man. Shannon Sharp, man. Yeah. 
Sharp is silhouette. Yo, and I like Shannon Sharp. I like Shannon with Stephen A. Smith, man. I like Shannon with Stephen A. And Screaming A. Smith made a point. And he brought up when in that LeBron versus Jordan comparison, like them. we've never Coon seen Morse. we've never seen Le, we've never seen Mike quit in between the lines. We've seen LeBron quit in whole series twice. He's been a twice quitter. That that precludes him from the number one spot. You can't quit. So so, so quit. this is why it's interesting because it's interesting because Kobe was kind of like in between say the Jordan time and and LeBron time, and he had. Kind He's of the attributes to both because he 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 quit against Phoenix, but he also had some bitch asses on a uh, on Twitter. Well, he had some bitch asses on Twitter before too, and it's like it's that's why yeah. I, it's hard for me to. I just don't even want to compare him because Jimmy. we don't know we don't he know scored, what Mike is no, like board, dealing with dealing with um at one two four Johnny's room like dealing with like to Rich Paul's point people that shouldn't even be having an opinion like we just don't know. So for me, it's like yo. I don't want to compare Wilt to Mike. I don't want to compare Mike to Bron. Like people are just great in their eras. This is what it is. It's different times. It's a whole different game. Mike great in all eras. That's another thing that that's another thing he said that I wasn't sure about. He was like, you know, he had to be compared to Mike. Who did Mike have to be compared to? I mean, there were greats before him, but I think a part of what he what his point was with that is like Mike was basically the universal. You know what I'm saying? He was universal to most of these people out here as the GOAT. So his name has come up with anybody who's been great in the past, you know, 20, 25 years or so. Because Mike, you know, he was compared so, to some people. But I don't think the comparison that Mike had, I don't they think made those Mike, dudes were considered the GOAT. Like Doc wasn't considered the GOAT. Man, they made Mike put a whole scrub outfit on. They made Mike put a whole scrub outfit on with a stethoscope to take a picture for the uh, – the sporting news to be the next doc. Yeah, so I so, saw so the next Doctor J. Little ingenuous or with a whole either he just don't there. know. Like Mike got compared. You know what I'm saying? So that Yo, wasn't the thing. Man, my man put a whole I scrub just, on, walking around with a seven scope, looking like a fool. Dog, uh, uh, that was uh, that ain't. Listen, we've seen a guy put a chicken with <laughs> and chicken looking like fried a silhouette on a helmet. <laughs> we've seen a guy put fried chicken on a helmet. So that ain't that bad. Yo, he got he got some. I mean, that wasn't even kind of stuff comparison, too. though. That was just you know, <laughs> you want a couple dollars? Put this chicken on your on your face, man. That was. Yo, I'm so thing. mad. I'm so mad he did that because he can't even be a goat man. no more. I yeah. used to make I used to make the argument that he was the single greatest, like regardless of position. But I can't even make that argument yes. no more. Me too. Yo, like, I was, yo, you know, I'm with you. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Like all of he's his not even, he's not even the best receiver no more. Before he got in, he went to the station. What about black on black crime? Where's the white women at? My my black masculinity will not allow me to acknowledge dude after putting chicken on his face mask. I can't do it. I got to question your judgment about everything. Like, you did, at no time did you say, "Um, this is might be too much. But Jimmy, he gave us, Jimmy, he gave us an indication. Same thing with the black actors who lent their voices to Rickety Rocket. Shout out to Yo, he gave us an indication when he grew them locks out and his hairline when started he grew in the middle them of locks and they started in the middle and he was consulting Stevie Wonder on his hairstyle. Come on, man. He gave us an indication. Yeah, he definitely we knew. Did. All right, man, because we're going to have to fly through these uh, NFL picks 
because um, <clears throat> we got some people waiting on the line. Let's get to the to the All phone right. line before we finish our list. Let's go. We got Tobias calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tide. The star of the show has a, has finally appeared. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, how, how, Tobias, how was how was week one of the Georgia Invitational? Oh, who they play last week? They didn't. They weren't on TV. They were on ESPN Plus because they played UT Martin, and they're playing something called Ball State this week while Alabama's playing Texas. If you listen, if you listen to the blacks, it might now be the Colorado Invitational. Hey, 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 Tobias, you know you know who's an alumni of Ball State, right? What's that? You know who the who played football for Ball State, right? You thought white people's favorite attack, Cole Whitlock? Yeah, he plays he plays football for Ball State. That's his alma mater. <laughs> yeah, hey, we call him called attack coon. Call that man an attack coon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Attack <laughs> <laughs> yeah. coon. <laughs> you know what? But like Alabama plays Texas this weekend, right? Everybody talking about last year. This is a whole different. Year. Even though my quarterback still had the best throw on the football. But, uh, you know, but the defense is better. The offensive line is better. And they hurt all year. Man, if Quinn Ewers didn't get hurt, or Texas should have won the game. Well, they should have won the game, but they sorry asses didn't. But, uh, you know, but and I always say Ohio Alabama's defense this year because Nick Saban got embarrassed last year. Ain't no way in hell you give up 52 points, can't, run, can't stop the run, and your coordinator say he going to say this is how he got fired, Pete Golden. Nick Saban first gave him a deadline to find a new job or he's going to fire him in the press. <laughs> and so he got hired by Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss. Yes, the same Ole Miss who fans away with Confederate flags to the crowd 20 years ago, and their mascot was a Confederate soldier for B. Austin there. But uh, week one against some shitty school, they gave a 75-yard touchdown, and Lane Kiffin told that same defensive coordinator, hey, we paid you too much money for this. You know, so, but when it comes to, like, Colorado, the problem is NIL killed any dream of HBCUs coming up. Because in a lot of cases, most cases, these coaches are actually paid by boosters and donors. That's how these buyouts get paid also. Uh, and they strike, it's like, when these coaches do these speaking, these speaking tours, it's all to raise money. And, uh, and like A&M, Texas A&M a couple years ago, they bought their recruiting class, number one class, with money, with NIL. But the problem is the school should be paying the players, not just NIL. But the NIL is actually from collectives, from fans, boosters, and donors. That's how those NIL collectives are pretty much the money to generate it. Now let's fast forward to our favorite HBCUs. How many black people you know that went to college their parents paid for or went to credit? And mm-hmm. what happens when they get out of school? They got to pay that loan back, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, Shout and out then to you got Joe these, Biden. Yes. And then you got these schools, <laughs> right? Like Stanford who get billion-dollar endowments. They get all these endowments for stuff. And our issues ain't – the fix of the HBCUs ain't no one single – no one-man army like Dion. It's the government. It's that we got to hold the government more accountable than a damn football coach. Let's keep it real. 
You really think Tracy Edmonds was going to stay with Dion if he turned out 300 k Me five million, stay in the city, pay 300 k It ain't got clean water. <laughs> hey, Dan's talking all this talk. All I, I see what Dan's doing, man. All I, all I know, Tobias, is that you're but cool. But Dan's living with the brothers. Hey, we just, I see what Dan's doing, man. First thing first, I've got to get back to you in a second. I see Dan out there. Dan's got a moat in his front yard. That's all I got to say. Uh, you, you know what the moat is Dan for? Hey, wipes out. He wipes you out. Yeah. Hey, the bottom of Dan's swimming pool say, kiss my ass. That's all I got to say. But, uh, but the thing is, right, the uh, college coaching, is, especially college football, is a cutthroat, ugly business. Every fan base is going to be lied to. If you believe anything these coaches say, you're naive. Tommy Tuberville, yes, that Tommy Tuberville, said the only way he leave old misses is in a pine box. Well, two weeks later, he's an Auburn coach. Uh, <laughs> fast forward a couple of years, Auburn took a private jet by a booster Bobby Louder, who's a big banker in Alabama, to try to get by Petrino. It's ugly business, folks. But you know what, Tobias? Uh, it's like we all know that. And, like, every black head coach that coached at a HBCU or coached at a JUCO or coached at a, you know, a non-SCS school, like, we all know that this is a stepping stone for where they really want to go. And we knew that. You're going to Alabama. About Dion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then Dion start landing on thick. God called me here. And. We're going to change this thing with HBCUs. We're going to let them know that we got talent down here, too, and we can play with anybody, and we don't have to go to those universities and this and that. Like, he laid it on a little too thick because hey, he took it out of the normal coaching well, fly. This is a stepping stone But, 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 you, know but you know what, though, Dad? Because you didn't have to do that. You're Deion Sanders. They were going to jock you But anyway. I guess to Tobias' point, he was lying mm-hmm. from the get-go because – the only reason he even ended up there is because because none of the other schools wanted him. Because they didn't want him, right? Yeah, from the it, it was like he was he was he was lying from the get go. It's like they say, <laughs> what's the old saying? They say they say a man is only as faithful as his options. Um, well, I disagree with that. Yep. Black men it ain't faithful like at all to my women, but go ahead. We ain't got no business. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I ain't married. <laughs> Yo, I, I disagree with that, but, but anyway. But that, that's kind of running around out. Right? That's why I said because you don't get no business. That's why he's gonna roll. <clears throat> he about to roll out of Colorado too. He, he might be Alabama's next coach. For all we know. I, I was about to say that he's um, going because here, here's the thing, guys. With that, right? The thing with Dion, right? Like I didn't realize he's the first HBCU coach to get a job at uh, PWI. He actually brought along with the Mississippi Valley State coach with him, and I think the Mississippi State Valley funding Jimmy's houses get more than. More of the funding they got, and, uh, and I do think he could be Alabama coach because the SEC care more about winning first, second, and third. And uh, because you know he does, you know who he's been doing commercials with for the past three or four years, right? Yeah, oh, about to hand him the baton. You about to hand him the black. He's literally his insurance. That's that, that whole commercial, that campaign. That's yeah. what's up. That would not Deion shock me. That insurance. would not shock me. And me, I'm gonna go to the podium and say God called him to Alabama. So did. Truthfully, and I'm not even knocking Saban. At this point, to replace Saban, you don't even have to be. And I don't know what Dion is as an X and O guy, but his replacement, whether it's Dion or anybody else, don't have to be a great X and O guy. You just have to be popular enough that people want to play for you. 
Because right now See, Alabama's stick is getting the best recruiting class every year. Yeah, now, but I think I think you have to win the competition up to that by winning. Dion ain't even win no no black national championships in the in in HBCU. Like, he got you know the problem with the last, he, he won a tip last Saturday, Dev. <laughs> right, he got smoked yeah. in them in them black national championship games. Too. Hey, you know that running part about that one last year was the white guy dropped the pass, but. I didn't realize well, yeah, this until I watched that game. That was hilarious. That, yes, that the MEAC is actually have better trenches than the SWAC. And, like, the reason I thought Colorado wasn't going to win a lot of games this year was because they didn't, they, it takes a couple of years to build your lineup. Because you, you, people say the transfer portal, but you can't build a program with a transfer portal. You plug Easy. your holes with the transfer know. portal. I think I'm starting because to what happens is. That. Because well, the transfer well, portal that, uh, is making it more difficult on people coming out of high school. A lot of dudes yeah, out of high school yeah, can't but, get but, the scholarship but, but I guess they thought the they were getting because you y'all can just go snatch players years. from the somewhere boys, else. The fat boys up front win the game. It takes a couple of years to start getting the fat boys up front. Like, that, that's why when you watch, when you watch Georgia you, and Alabama. Not if you're snatching them from other teams. <laughs> yeah, but he's snatching skill positions. He ain't like, you know, they they they. that's where he's going to suffer for the first couple of years. But I say that. When I saw the Etienne boy make that tweet, like, yo, baby bro got to go play for Dion," I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that, and that's like, what yeah. it is now. Like, Dion, yo, he could, at this point, we have no clue how he is as a coach, as a technical coach. But he's going to get the talent. <laughs> I have – see, here's the thing, Dev. Head, head football coaching has moved into a CEO role now. It's all about right, – especially right. at the college Who level. Who you hire? It, it, yeah, it's it's about your staff. Well, it's, it's, the, it's, it's always been that way in the pros too, though. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but, but it's crazy. When you talk about relatability, like I saw Dion at the press conference two days ago. Dude comes out. He looks like a, a lost member of NWA. Boy had like the fitted on with the Lokes, a hoodie on. I'm like, yo, there's no other college coach in all of America that would have did a press conference like he had his hood on with with yeah. Lokes on his eyes. I'm like, yo, where is he going? Is he about to sit bars or or do this press conference like? Yeah, and he recruited on like, social media. He advertised and meanwhile, Fred on social media. And meanwhile, Fred called him ghetto. Yo, boy went on social media like, if you don't want your coach dancing in the videos, come to Colorado. Yeah. Like, yo. But, but, he, but, but he's you know where they are. He got Dion Jr. They've created a media company where his son literally just follows him and should do around creating content. So he's in the content creation for TikTok, <laughs> IG, like – He's really where the kids are. Like Nick Saban ain't right. doing that. <laughs> Nick Saban ain't doing so that. But you, but 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 y'all know the funny part yeah, about Dion is. We sound like a we sound like a silhouette right now, Dev. Yeah, but 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 y'all y'all know the funny part is about <laughs> Dion. Behind all the flash and the swag, he's actually closer to Nick Saban mentality as a coach than people think. He's an old school mentality coach because. Anybody play sports at any level of high school, the coaches will say, "We'll get rid of your asses." But, but look at that game. Those boys were prepared. They were disciplined. That's an old school coach. And you remember that was a clip where he said, "He." I saw this interview he did with Joe Clapp. Did you hear the pregame speech? I'd have been prepared too, even if I ain't practice all week. Yeah, I went out there and punched somebody in their mouth. Yeah, he said. I heard that speech. I was ready to suit up right now. 
I don't think <laughs> he said like the radio. Cause he's like, yeah, why they blast the music in here? And he was like, Dio was like, he said, Coke want to play. He's like we always did. He was like, we were one eleven yet last year. Why we blast the music? <laughs> you know. And, uh, but I think what happens is that uh, that shows a lot of these kids do want to get coached. And, um, <clears throat> and, 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 I, and I think because what happened is, think about it. Abel Swin ain't nobody talking about his exes those. He got two chips. Even though they got away with a pick play against Alabama that one time, but anyway, but but you know the problem with Davo Swinney is he doesn't believe in NIL, nor he believes in the transfer portal. And you see his recruitment is himself. He's gonna old school himself right out of the game, just right like to uh, obscurity. Uh, right to obscurity, like Williams did, the former um, basketball coach at Maryland when he badmouthed oh, yeah. AAU. You know, I, I, I'm not saying yeah, he's yeah. wrong, but. It's where it is. You're not gonna get any players if you bad mouth. You gotta do it. Players are coming from. Yeah, cause, cause all right, man. We got more even, calls, and we only got a few oh, minutes. Oh, okay. Left, I say man. this real quick. I said this quick about Mike, real quick. When it comes, but the errors are totally different. How to report news is different. You don't have 24-hour news cycles where guys aren't even journalists. They're hot take yeah. artists just making yeah. up stuff. And I said, well, Mike, my last thing, guys. Mike averaged 35, 5 and 5 in 1987. The first guy to ever score 50 in back to back playoff games. Won the All Star regular season MVP, defensive player of the year. Didn't win the title. And folks still crushing for not winning the title. It was just the newspaper, not the internet. So folks got criticized. It's just different eras. It's hard to compare eras. You guys have a good one, man. And, Wait, and have fun hanging out with your kids playing baseball. Who went in the Super Bowl? Oh, shit. Well, it ain't the Bucks. I hope we get Caleb Williams. But, uh, <laughs> but honestly, I think Jesus. Honestly, the Cowboys had a quarterback; they will win it. But I'm actually going with the Bengals. Let's go with that. Right. Out the box. Hey, peace, that's, guys. That's not bad. All right, peace. All righty, we got the homie and War War Room Sports Podcast Network uh, showmate. We got Phil Maddox, 365, from the Tissue and the Tape on the line. What up, Phil? Welcome to the best three-man group in existence. What's up, brothers? The lit up. What's up, brothers? What up, man? Yeah, What's going Yo, on? Yo, I, I, before, before we get started, I got to quote the, uh, the young, the, the, the young uh, guy, uh, Aubrey Drake Graham. They take greats from the past and they try to compare us and wonder why and wonder if they ever survived in this era. It's time they do it like recreation. They pull skeletons out the closet like Halloween decorations. That is exactly <laughs> what they Bars. do. That's exactly what they do for LeBron in these days. But the difference is they do both. The much as, as much as they criticize LeBron on the internet for everything he does, they praise him for everything he does. So to say right. that he he's better because oh yeah, I mean he he had to deal with the internet. But he also got a bunch of Richard Riders, you know, silhouetting them all over the internet. You know I mean, all, every day, right. all day. He can, he can always show. click to the next po- or scroll down to the next comment to get some balance if he's mad that somebody said something bad about him. There's, yeah, he's always going to be a next comment. years defending his honor. He don't even know them. I mean, so it it works both ways. So to to say, and 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 Yo, he the, got he got uh, uncle he got uncle Shannon Sharp willing to throw away his legacy behind uh, defending. <laughs> o- o- uncle Uncle Shannon about to get an extra list messing with LeBron, yo. But that's a whole nother copy. Um, yeah. 
No, shout, shout out to you, B. Austin, for still using the R word for these retards on, on these internet words, <laughs> man. Yo! Hey, hey man, y'all about to check Have you seen Rashad McCann's on the internet? I don't believe it. Yo, no, we got well, like, there's no other word to describe him minutes. beyond the We can't the talk about Rashad McCann. No, and, 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 you, and you know, you know, he was on my account, so you know, as, as a Carolina boy, so I had to, I gotta, I gotta own that. So it's just what it is. But no, man, it's 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 just so crazy. Y'all y'all talking about the LeBron? Yo, know, that argument is never going away. But, but why? I, I, did want, I did have one. I did have one thing about Dion before I get out of here because I know y'all got a move. Y'all got a boogie. Um, Dion is doing exactly what Dion told everybody he was going to do. He was going to use these programs to get to wherever he's trying to go. And I think one of y'all said it. The only reason he's at Colorado is because Florida State didn't want him. They didn't give him the job. So he, he used the HBCU, he used Jackson State as a as a stepping stone to get to Colorado so he could show off his marketing skills so he could ultimately get to Florida State or Alabama or whatever, you know, giant white institution that's going to throw a check his way. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. It's all it's all money and cash rules, like y'all know. Phil, who gonna win the uh who gonna win the bowl, man? What two teams are gonna be there and who who taking it this year? So it's either gonna be us, it's gonna be it's gonna be us, y'all, or the Ravens. <laughs> so <laughs> that's 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 my answer. Final answer. Whoever wins between us and y'all, likely, I hate to say this, y'all have a better team on paper. So we just got to, we just got to, you know, we got to, if we end up playing y'all, we're going to have to bring everything. But yeah. it's going to be whoever wins between us and y'all wins the Super Bowl, bottom line. Everything, everything including some extra quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I got some of them in the top. Yeah, got, you know, I had to they going to have to like two. Yo, real talk, I, though, because I, 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 of what I, I, happened I, I, to the 49ers last year, I bet y'all everybody going to go into the playoffs with at least three quarterbacks on the roster. Maybe oh, four. for sure. <laughs> it's going to be extra quarterbacks sure. on everybody's playoff roster. Watch. Uh-huh. You know, I, I already got Steve Young with Steve Dock. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, man, it's, 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 just, it's just one of them things, man. It, you know, football is, you know, anything can happen. But I, I definitely think Lamar is going to be the MVP. I do want to say that on the record. So, y'all, y'all Lamar is going to be the MVP. All right. Let's this show it. is Let's supposed to be move. about Lamar that stuff, Jackson. but we're about to, we're about to fly track. through these predictions in a minute. <laughs> rookie track. of the year, on the offensive rookie of the Lamar year, Jackson. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jigba. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it should be Bijan. And but Jigba. I think, yeah, I think Atlanta will get him killed. I was about to say, I, I, I got a feeling Bijan not going to make it through the season. So, he about to be the next uh, Saquon. All right, Phil Maddox. Hey, hey, we doing something We doing something this weekend. So, we holler at you uh, after the show because, you know, it might be like a whole show situation where we just do uh, hey, we're, if y'all we're, got, if y'all y'all got time. Right. Before yeah, I go, like, like a whole um, co-host I, I, situation, I, I not just a call. I ain't going to give y'all no full Blumpkin because I don't <laughs> operate like that. But I do want to say, you know, salute to y'all because y'all the reason why we did, me and Brian did what we did. So definitely salute to y'all. Y'all the reason that Tissue and the Tate, you know, got to be Tissue and the Tate. So definitely shout out to the man, three of y'all. We humbled and, appreci- we humbled and appreciative, man. man. Y'all are who y'all are, man. 
Taking it All right, yeah, we, we also stay tuned offline. Uh, we we Michael, you. but you know they don't give us the love that y'all do, so we love y'all. Y'all this gangster ish, but that's a whole different topic. But y'all, I'll, I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all get back to it. Um, y'all be great, fellas. All right, appreciate you. Philmatic of the tissue and the tape, uh, greatest hip hop podcast there is. Make sure y'all listen to that Warren Sports Podcast Network. All right, so like I said, this this the show was entitled NFL Kickoff, but I think for like the last five years it's probably been this way. We didn't talk about whatever was happening that week of sports and got engulfed in that, and then we just fly through these NFL picks. It is what it is. Um, so let's get into it, man. How y'all wanna How y'all wanna start it off? We can just do how we How we been doing. We can go one at a time and go through all our picks, and then we'll pivot on to the awards. But we'll start with the actual NFL picks. And, and I'll start it off. <clears throat> so we'll do it. The division winners, of course, the, the three wild cards, the conference championship, Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl champion. So let's start with the NFC East. I have the Cowboys winning that division. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, man, you're a traitor. Y'all know I rarely pick the Eagles. Uh, for me, it's, you know, reverse psychology sometimes. But then sometimes we just won it. And when's the last time the NFC East had a back-to-back uh, division winner? So I'm going to go to Cowboys in the East. I'm going to stay with the Vikings in the North, the Saints in the South, the 49ers in the West. NFC wild cards, Eagles, Lions, Seahawks. Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my. Um, On the AFC side of things, uh, AFC East, the Bills, the Ravens in the North, the Jags in the South, the Chiefs in the West, the three wild cards, Jets, Bengals, Dolphins. NFC Conference Championship, Vikings versus Cowboys. AFC Conference Championships, Bengals versus Chiefs. Super Bowl, Vikings. Shout out to my man, Kirk Cousins, man, his shirts. Vikings versus Bengals, Super Bowl champion, those pesky Cincinnati Bengal Tigers, and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Smoking Joe, on Joe Burrow. Burrow. Who y'all got? I'll be real fast. I'll go fast because uh, a lot of mine are similar to yours. So in the NFC, I got the division winners. I got the, uh, the Birds, the Eagles, that is. I actually got the Seahawks winning the division. That's my upset pick. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, I, I think thought about, about it, about man. I still don't believe in all this Brock Purdy hype. But I also yeah. got to pump my brakes on Geno Smith, too. So. <laughs> so I just don't like how them boys – I, I guess I just don't like how them boys is crying. That, that rubbed me the wrong way, Paul. <laughs> um, like, bitching too much. I got, I got the Lions and the Saints winning those other two divisions. Um, in the AFC, I got the Bills, Chiefs, uh, Ravens, and Jags. Um, in terms of my NFC uh, wild cards, I got the Niners, Cowboys, and Vikings. And in the AFC, I got the Bengals, Dolphins, and Jets. Um, in terms of the championship game, I got the actual Eagles playing the 49ers to go to the NFC to go to the bowl. And I have the Bills playing the Chiefs. I got the Eagles and Bills playing in the bowl, and I got the Bills beating the Eagles in the bowl. I got the Eagles losing back-to-back bowls, which sounds like, you know, that's just what I got, though. They sound like the Bills. They're treating them like the Bills. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> they lost back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to bowls. What's wrong with them? They great and garbage yeah, at the same time. Imagine living in Buffalo time. at that time, yo. Living in Buffalo yeah, at that, that time is like insane. 
I wonder what the suicide rate was back then. Real talk. Hey, yo, yo. People really, I mean, y'all know fans take this thing seriously, and y'all see in Buffalo, they willing to jump on tables and break tables, you know, for their team. And, you know, people do crazy stuff. So I kind of wonder what, you know, if they stopped jumping off tables and jumped off bridges after that third or fourth year. But, you know, I'm going to go look that up. But, uh, B, who you got? All right, all right, all right. Can y'all hear me? Well, I did. Uh, for the NFC East, we're going to go with the Eagles. NFC West, we're going to go not with the Cardinals because um, that boy uh, at quarterback, he out, he out, he out of there. We're going with the Niners. Uh, NFC North, Vikings. NFC South, Buccaneers. All right. Fuck it, man. And then, you know uh, Tom Brady's not there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's my, I mean, it's that my, division uh, is a pick 'em, though. Any, any of the four could win that division. Yeah. They trash. Any of them. Oh, that, 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 that division is four packs to ass. <laughs> <laughs> four packs. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that we're going to, see, as wild cards, we're going to see the Cowboys. Uh, we're going to see the Seahawks. And then in the chip game, I'm going to go ahead and say that we're going to see an appearance by my Philadelphia Eagles versus the 49ers. Hold up. You only got two wild card teams, dog. Oh, I got to name, name a third. My bad. Uh, Lions. Okay. Lions, yeah. Uh, I'm saying in the, in the champ. In the champ game, we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see the Eagles and Niners again, and the Niners are going to defeat us and go on to the bowl. Who the Niners are going to be to the American the American, the American side. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the Dolphins, the Dolphins will win the AFC East. I'm gonna say the Chiefs. It's their division. Shit, it's their conference for real, for real. Uh, the North, uh, I'm not going to go with a Joe Burrow. I'm going to give uh, my man in uh, in Baltimore some love. I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah. That's why I went with uh, Burrow as a wild card, making it as a wild card. Titans. Titans win the South. Um, I think we're going to see Patrick Mahomes and his merry band uh, versus the Ravens. And I got Pat going back overall. What about Big Truck? You got Andy winning another one? Since we can't do it, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) actually, I do. Actually, I do. I got the Chiefs beating the the Niners, their quarterback issues. And then my wild cards, um, my wild cards will be the Jets, the Chargers, and the Bengals. You got a cigar of your own, I see. Yeah, I'm smoking the Joe Burrow. You smoking on the Joe Burrow? I'm smoking on the Joe Burrow. How's it feel to be here? Yeah, his voice, all that. All right. We all think I'm the tape bowl. Word. For the second time in, what, five years, four years? Um, the NFL award predictions. Uh, comeback player of the year. Yo, to me, like, there's going to be a no contest. 
but that's the name that I keep hearing. Like, all he got to do is say love. Yeah, and that's what I'm hearing his name, and I'm like, that that's really, really, truth be told, definitely staying alive. But really, all he had to do was make the team, and they want to give him that. Um, for me though, Cooper Cup, easy. Um, coach of the year. Yo, he don't, he just got he just got put on the IR. Again? Yeah, he just got yeah, IR. Yeah. yesterday. For how long? So he he ought to least, he ought to least a court. Well, yeah, IR, IR mean at least four games. Yeah, so he's, 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 he's still gonna season. play more than Demar Hamlin. All you gotta do is come back and ball and finish the season. So I, I'm gonna go Cooper Cup. You know, I'm just letting you know in case you want to put your pick. That ball gonna be out the first four games. Nah, coach coach of the year. Um, that's gonna be a part of his comeback because he got to come back. You know, that's that's a continuation from his injury. He got to come back. So. Coach of the year. Start, let the team start on four. They gonna keep on I, I had this between Dan Campbell and Doug Peterson. I'm gonna go with Dougie P. I know that B. Austin ain't even put Dougie P. in the playoffs. Dougie P. about to show you. I know, hater. Second year Super Bowl. Yo, I've actually seen people picking the Jags to win the Super Bowl, and I've seen some people pick Trevor Lawrence to be the MVP. I wonder how close either nah, of those are gonna come to that. Nah, they quarterback uh, too feminine like Sanders. <laughs> Defensive Rookie of the Year. I had this between yeah, Jalen Carter of the why Eagles. Why did you just say that, though? Because <laughs> he got bizarre. Uh, Jalen so, Carter Jesus of the says Eagles feminine like sandals. I, <laughs> I think, uh, think Jalen Carter is going to have a great year with the birds, but I think he's going to fall too much into that rotational mix because the Eagles still got some veterans that they want to, you know, having the rotation, and we usually have like 9 million defensive linemen. So he's going to make his mark, but I think Will Anderson will be the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, I had it between Bryce Young and Bijan Robinson. I'm picking Bryce Young because, like I said to Phil, I don't know if Bijan's going to make it through the year. He got Saquon Barkley written all over him for me. I think Atlanta's going to try to overuse him, and he might not make it through. Defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons or T.J. Watt. I'm going to go with T.J. Watt. Offensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. For me, it was between him and Jalen Hurts. They were both going to, you know, do their thing in the run game, score a bunch of rushing touchdowns, do their thing in the pass game. But I got Lamar Jackson being that guy. And the MVP is going to go back to the MVP, uh, Patty Mahomes. So those are my awards predictions for the season. All right. I'll be brief. Coach of the year, Pete Carroll. MVP, Big Trust, Lamar Jackson, Woofy Woop in the flesh. Uh, offensive Player of the Year, I got Justin Jefferson. Defensive Player of the Year, I got Nick Bosa. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I got Zay Flowers, um, which is going to help Lamar Jackson. I think Zay Flowers is about to go crazy. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, what's the boy named Seahawks? Uh, Devon Witherspoon, I think is his name. That cornerback, mm-hmm. he tough. Uh, comeback Player of the Year, longest ball stay alive, Demar Hamlin. <laughs> I miss something. I think yeah, that was that was easy. That was easy. That was yeah. easy. Easy work. Light work. Come back. Special teams Light player of the year. <laughs> Light work. Uh, Take head, me. Well, all right then. Uh, I'm gonna start with my MVP. Is uh, I go big trust Lamar Jackson. Uh, offensive player of the year. Wookie woo. Jamar Chase. Defensive player of the year. Miles Garrett. Offensive Rookie of the Year, another running back, Jamar Gibbs. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson. Coach of the Year, I'm going Fat Andy. 
comeback player of the year. Staying alive. Demar Ham. Yo, only pro- your only problem with is with Andy is that like he's at he's at a point now where it's like it's he expected. starts to get underrated. Yeah, yeah he starts to get underrated. It's like yeah. yeah. Andy it Andy like, is gonna be him. like LeBron not getting more than four MVPs. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Jordan not getting more than six MVPs. You're expected at this point. Um Yeah. Alright, so Jim, real quick, we got a few minutes left. What happened this week where everybody was on the grind? Yeah, I forgot about uh, everything else we supposed to talk about. My fault. Um, shout out to mm-hmm. Dion. Let me pull it up real fast. Yeah. While you were on the Grizz Nye, Digital Extreme Technology, DigitalExtremeTech.com, 267-205-430. We can go, yeah, yeah. But real quick, uh, Brian Topics, let's talk about Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams' pop came out and said, Boyle could potentially go back to school if he doesn't like the situation at number one. <laughs> Many people think... He's ducking playing for Arizona, but the NIL has changed to the point where Caleb Williams is now making more than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, so that's definitely what the point I was yeah, about so to make. Like, yeah. NIL yeah. makes this a possibility because, you know, before it was just this is my dream, getting drafted is the, the greatest thing, and, they, and it's still their dream. That's where they want to go. But now with NIL, you got a situation where you can choose not to, to come out because I'm still making that money and I can wait for a better number one team to come on the board if you're that guy. Um, I don't think it's a good thing, you know what I'm saying, go out there, get draft and drafted and do what you're supposed to do. But, you know, people ducking well, that smoke I mean, my thing is, But if you want to make a good business is, decision, make a good business decision. Yo, when his pop was straight broken down, he was like, the NFL is ridiculous because he was like, you you put he said because they're trying to keep parity they put their best players in the worst situation. Yo, boy got to deal with Wendy's and Dr Pepper already, so he's already like um you know right. worth multi millions while he still plays the USC. So right. um he chilling, but uh you know shot to Caleb Williams. Yo, Hugh Douglas man, this is a sad story. Hugh Douglas' son died, uh, was killed in a car crash. Rest in power to that young man. Definitely sad. It was crazy seeing Hugh like grieve on the timeline or you know. Yeah, he like you know, the rest of the son on the joint, like you were already a better man than me. His son was more uh, a Morehouse kid. He's supposed to graduate in 2025. He died in the car with his roommate. His roommate was driving. They said the car was trying to go past another car at high speeds, lost control, hit a couple of uh, uh, telephone poles, electrical poles, or something, and the car flipped over. They both died. Um. They said he was a great student. Like it, it was one of those situations. They're both twenty-year-old. They were pronounced dead on the scene after the after the crash. You know, rest in power to the man. Young man. That's and crazy, I can't man. imagine, can even though about... you know his son is an adult, twenty years old. I still can't imagine what Hugh is going through at, at this point, man. Ever like yeah, that's, un- that's unimaginable. Right. And also, man, I just feel blessed to be here because I think about some of the dumb driving we did at that same age, like right. racing on Lincoln Drive. Like, we, uh, probably yeah. we probably shouldn't be here. Yeah, Yo. shout out, shout out to, yeah. to Mav BM. I raced her on, on Lincoln Drive one time. But uh. <laughs> Yo, see all the dumb stuff we did, yo, like driving crazy, all the unsavory, all the unsavory women. Anyway, rest in power to, uh, to the young man. She, she um, tried to see me. Next story real fast. That joint was fast, though. <laughs> you know, next story, uh, James Harden 
they say that uh, he touted. First of all, where all these James Harden stories come from? All the negative stories that came out of nowhere this week. I guess Daryl Morey like went into his uh his draft email <laughs> or something. Daryl Morey. I got like Darryl five. called all like his five, homies. Like, tell me about. Yeah, I got boy. like five bad James Harden stories. One of the stories was he pouted his way out of an All Star appearance. So Adam Silver called him to like take KD's spot when KD was injured, and Boy decided he was going to ghost him and not respond to him. So Adam Silver went and found somebody else. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there was that story. What was the other story? There was a couple of terrible stories how he um, was in Miami, didn't travel. And I can see him being mad because, you know, he put up some numbers. He probably deserved that consideration. But you were the next – you were the alternate. So it was like, come on, man. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it, it, the story's coming out yeah. left and right. I can't even keep up with him. But James Harden, yeah. know, everybody's confirming his asshole them. <laughs> At yeah, pretty point. much. That's 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 pretty much what it is. I think I think Maury went to the other phone. He like, let me get my second Kevin Gates phone out and let all the dirt come out because they all dropped in one week. Anyway, um, last thing is uh, Papa Diddy Pop, uh, Brother Love Diddy, um, gifted his artist um, Mace, uh, Face, um, the Locks, Biggie's Estate, Mark Curry, a bunch of folks got their publishing. Mark Curry's the only one who said something negative about it. He said Bull milked it. He's like, Bull basically, uh, you know, did all kinds of nasty stuff for so my girl. Just say, hey, you have a bat. So. <laughs> get his girl dirty and say, hey, you can have a bat. What Bull say on brown sugar? Like, you just need a Grinch that, <laughs> that stole hip-hop. And now you going to Whoville, giving everybody they publishing back. <laughs> Yo, shout out, to, shout out to Puff, man. You know, he finally did something you know, positive with the with the whole music thing because everything we hear about Puff is like dirty business. So, you know, I don't I don't know what the motive was behind this, but if he did it, because to me it's, it's still be alleged. A yeah. First of all, Mace was silly in the first place. Would you say uh, earlier, Jim? He he gave Puff his publishing for for twenty ditties. Why do you sell your pub? Um, I mean, I know Mace didn't make a ton of music. But Doug, your publishing was worth more than twenty stacks, man. Come on, that's I just think bad business. One of them things. Where, he's trying to open up his church, yo, or he, he, what? He these, these bills, dudes, no, these dudes, these dudes be coming from such like a bad environment. They just want to get their hands on anything. That's how the music yeah. industry has been predatory our entire life, and that's why. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Diddy for for, for whatever he did here. We're gonna find out something later. It wasn't what y'all thought it was, but. Yeah, album about to drop. This part of his marketing plan. Just a roll out. Give him the real masters. He gave him dub tapes. I don't know. They're gonna say something. <laughs> yeah, All, right. Man. All right. So that's what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nye. All right. So real quick, uh, while y'all, I'm sorry. Uh, this week in this date in sports history. Excuse me. I'm drunk. This date in sports history is brought to you, of course, by Sports the Book. If you have not read Sports the Book, written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint, make sure you get yourself a copy. You can do that at sportsthebook.com, warroomsports.com, or you can go to Amazon if that's your favorite place. Wherever you get it from, man, just make sure you get it. Greatest sports book ever written. Um, I got a feeling some more content is going to come out since we're not going to be doing this every week again. Might have some time to, to, to throw some lines on the paper. And we'll 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 see what's up in the, in the coming year. Uh, this week, this date in sports history, 
September 7, 1984, the Mets' Dwight Gooden's 11 strikeouts gives him the National League rookie record of 236 strikeouts on the season. So we'd like to give a big war room salute to this historical moment. Shout out to the, uh, uh, DJ Gooden. Shout out to the Mets back then. All right, Jim, man. Take us Shout out, out of here. We got some stuff to tell you all about this weekend and next yeah, week. Yeah, so man. Let them know. Dude. Shout out to his Shout out to Doc Gooden, the Coke dealer. Yo, um, so thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our group chat, and all the callers who called in and chopped it up with us. We are down to our last Thursday, family. That's right. History has been made. We'll do a special episode this weekend, so stay tuned okay, for our social media, and you'll see the time. But definitely tune in next week for our finale. That's right, our finale. Our, not our season, but our series finale. Yeah, you still don't us on the socials, but right here, we'll be right here on, on demand. You know, we catch you up on everything going on in the world of sports and entertainment. But we bid you adieu after 13 years of blood, sweat, tears, laughter, and fun. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our blogs, webcasts, network podcasts, everything's at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. Also, my book, Sports the Book, you can also find that at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Twitter night. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.